Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us on the web at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure-earning women of color. And our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and encourage you, the listener. And second, we want to edify, promote, and acknowledge and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live from the worldwide blog Talk Network, and today is another fabulous Monday. It happens to be April the 11th, 2011, and I hope you are as excited about your future as I am because it is bright. It is. It is so bright. There is so much going on out here, so many exciting things to hold on to. So we also want you to remember that we are here every week. That's right, at the same time, that's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So please go and share the good news about Wealthy Sisters. Well, today is another one of my favorite shows. I know you guys say that. I say that every week, but it is. I love it. I absolutely love this because I have the opportunity to speak to some of the most incredible individuals. And when you're around, I'm telling you, when you have good company, it just makes a difference in your life. So I just, first of all, want to thank all of our listeners. Thank everybody that tunes in every week and downloads from iTunes, all of I just I'm just so grateful and then to have the opportunity to meet such phenomenal guests like our guest today, Ms. Rosalind Ridgeway, who happens to be one of the foremost leading experts on leadership. And leadership is one of my favorite topics. I was just having a conversation with my friend, and we were talking about whether you think a leader is born or, or whether uh, it's something or someone that can be created. And then we got into a whole deep conversation about what's the difference in managing a team and leading a team. So I'm excited today. I know that we're going to hit those topics head on. I know that our expert has the answers for us today. So I want you right now to go and spread the word. Tell everybody. Tell them to call 347-838-9278 right now so that they don't miss out on this powerful show. And we also want to remind you that you can download us on iTunes. You can follow us as well. Yes, that's right. You can follow us on the show. You can also find us on Facebook, make sure you do that. Make sure you stay connected with us. Um, We're also there on Twitter as well. So great. We're just, like I said, we are so accessible on the Internet. But let me just share more about our phenomenal guest. As I shared earlier, Ms. Rosalind Ridgway is is an expert in leadership, and she is a woman who believes that millions can tap into their undiscovered power and change the world. Now, 
that is an amazing, an amazing statement right there because it shows that she's serious about helping others. A seasoned business and professional, a longtime national leadership expert in the areas of diversity, work-life balance, and women's issues, Rosalind has a rich history of helping people reach their fullest personal and professional potential. Currently serving as the chair Board of Trustees for Business and Professional Women's Foundation, Rosalind is committed to supporting issues that affect working women. As a strong community leader, another one of Rosalind's most prominent roles was serving as the National President of Business and Professional Women USA. Not only has she held tremendous amount of positions and leadership, she also has had an amazing career in the entertainment industry as well, specializing in artist management and entertainment productions and promotions. So, like I said earlier, call everybody, tweet them, tell them to dial 347-838-9278. They don't want to miss this show today. I am not going to hold her much longer from you. We're going to take a short break, come right back, and hear from the dynamic Miss Rosalind Ridgeway. Stay tuned. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com. Or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis. Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803. Or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Yes, we are live and back on Wealthy Sisters. This is Deborah Hartnett, your host, and we are so excited today to have our phenomenal guest, Rosalind Ridgeway, who happens to be a woman who is serious about helping you discover and uncover your greatest potential as a national leadership expert. Also, we want to remind everybody that we have a lot of great things that's happening with the professional black woman. We've started the tour, which will be launching next week, Maximizing You. We are going all across the country. Right now we have 30 cities that are ready to be scheduled, and we are in the process of doing that now. So stay tuned. Stay close by. Make sure you stay tuned to the website as well. But like I said today, we have a phenomenal guest on the line, and I'll just tell you, it's a it's a privilege to say hello and a welcome to Wealthy Sisters, Miss Rosalind Ridgeway. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Deborah, for having me on your show today. I'm really, really excited. Well, wonderful. Well, we are excited having you here as well. Like I shared with you earlier, you know, uh, the things that you have been able to accomplish, you know, we always uh, just 
I guess it's like a magnet for us, you know, to when we find phenomenal individuals like yourself. So we want to just go ahead and get started with the show. We kind of nosy a little bit over here. <laughs> We'd like to get a lot of uh, background information on our guests because a lot of times the audience, they, you know, they're in a point in their lives where they're like at a crossroad. You know what I mean? Right. And right. Uh, a lot of times, you know, they they feel like they can if if only they had one more uh a question answer or sometimes they might feel like, well, I can't do this because I, I you know, I can't do this or because, you know, all those different objections um that we have in our minds, but when they are able to hear wonderful individuals like yourself share their story, they're able to relate to it. So, would you mind sharing with us where you grew up, and what actually went into making the wonderful Rosalind Ridgeway that we see today. Well, thank you so much, Deborah. Um, first of all, I just have to give credit to being raised by two great parents and mm-hmm. um, getting that fundamental foundation early on in life that you can achieve anything that you seek to achieve. You just have to work hard at doing so. Um, growing up here in the Atlanta, Georgia area, actually I'm homegrown in Cleveland, Ohio, but by way of Atlanta, Georgia, um, uh-huh. it, it, it just took a journey for me um, throughout my life in persevering and understanding who I am as an individual. And we mm-hmm. know in life, you know, things can occur, whereas it can take you to that point of making a decision, should I go on or should I not? Am I making the right decisions? But, you know, a lot of times people have to understand that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to sit back, reflect, understand who you are in each point of your journey in order to take the very next step. So so that's what I did throughout my journey in life and in understanding, you know, some of the things that I could possibly possibly achieve, I set my goals towards that, and that, you know, the end result was to achieve that particular goal. Um, Mm -hmm. Growing up, graduate of Clark Atlanta University here in the Atlanta area, you know, moving moving towards becoming an entrepreneur and deciding for myself that I was going to um, pretty much kind of define my own destiny and, and determine that through and by opening up, you know, a, a business for myself and opening up a business that I was extremely passionate about, which is the entertainment industry. You know, I tell everyone all the time, the first thing they say to me, well, Rosalind, you know, do you sing? Do you perform? And I says, well, no, I'm I'm one of those shower singers. But <laughs> however, you sound good, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> you know, we always sound good when we're singing to ourselves. But that's right. Um, <laughs> I um, believe in people. My passion is with people and helping them to achieve their goals and and inspiring them to do their very best in anything that they seek to do. So that's what took me down the path of the whole entrepreneur um, area because through and by my business, I saw myself helping others achieve success. Mhm, mhm. Now, now it's interesting. You you said you're passionate about the entertainment field. What particular uh, section of the entertainment field? Since you say you can't sing, where you that you know where you drawn to initially? 
I was actually drawn to music, um, just mm-hmm. the whole musical arena, because, uh, you know, growing up, I've always had music myself, you know, playing in the school band, you know, participating in the marching band all throughout school. So I always had a, a love of music, and it, it wasn't a particular type of genre of music. It was just all facets of it. Um, music mm-hmm. is just such such is such a beautiful um, um, area to be in, uh, and I just loved it. And in helping other artists seek their dreams, um, I was able to take my passion and and actually fulfill a dream of of, of my own of seeing their success. Right, right. You know, music is so important. It is. I I, I just think what our world would be like without music. You know, you think of events, you think of movies, of everything that music plays a role on. Uh, so powerful. So in that career that um, you started in the entertainment, what, you know, were you nervous about stepping out? I, I heard you say you, you, you know, you believed in yourself. Where did that come from? <laughs> um, I can tell you now. You know, I'm extremely nervous at times. You uh-huh. know, but. You know, that's a good thing. A lot of times people look at nervousness as a negativity, but it's a positive thing. When you can feel those butterflies and you know that you're making the right decisions and the right movement, um, it's important to feel that anxiousness and that excitement um, because you're actually building on your passion to be successful in life. And so, you know, in going into the whole music, entertainment, you know, helping others uh, build their own success, you know, I felt those butterflies, and I continue to feel those butterflies. You know, as you birth a new artist out there, as you birth someone, you know, uh, who has aspired so many years building on their particular careers and you can help them on their next journey, that is exciting. Mm -hmm. So that's what I build on. Wow. Can you share with us some of the artists that you might have worked with or you, you have to to well, maybe sometimes not discuss it? Uh-huh. Yes. Well, you know, from a musician standpoint, I can tell you that, you know, in representing musical artists, they have been um, on tour with some of the major artists uh, in this country, actually in the world, um, like a James Brown, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So some of those type of musicians have actually, I have represented who have toured with those artists. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we we always see the, I guess, a vocalist, you think, that has a manager. If you're not in the whole entertainment field, you never really think about musicians having a manager or, or as well. But Absolutely. that only makes sense because the <laughs> vocalist would be nothing without a musician. I mean, it's just all Brown. a part of the community. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, that song? One of my favorite songs is uh, It's a Man's World Would Be Nothing Without a Woman or a Girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's all a part of the community, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and it takes a team, you know, when you talk about leadership and you talk about development, there's no I in team, you know, and I know that's an old cliche, but it's true. You know, it's a very, very true statement. So it takes a collective group of individuals to build success. It does. And speaking of that success, I know you you talk a lot about the five proven principles that you have of success. you mind sharing that with us today? 
Absolutely, and thank you for asking me. Uh, throughout my journey, so many people have said to me, well, Rosalind, how did you achieve your success? And, you know, I, I just sat down one day and I says, well, here's five key things that mm-hmm. I build upon and, and, and I consider, you know, uh, you know, my mantra when I look at how I view myself in building, um, further developing my career. And one of that, and number one principle that I, I thought of is to, to change how you think about yourself. And I touched on that a little earlier. You know, mm-hmm. every step of your journey, you have to sit down and look at yourself and say, is this correct? Am I moving in the right direction? You know, am I thinking about myself correctly in, in projecting? myself out there to further my career. So that would be step one. Um, step principle two would be um, an ethos principle is what I call it. Uh, many of you would probably recognize it as as your own personal mantra, you know, something that you can live by on a daily basis. And it could be um, a quote, your favorite quote, or it could be something that you create yourself. For example, uh, one of my favorite quotes is, do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. So I say that to myself on a daily basis as I continuously build. And um, having an ethos statement or a principle or a mantra for yourself is so very, very important. It's like your daily mm-hmm. motivation. Mm-hmm. That yep. is important, especially that quote as a trailblazer and as a leader because it can be, be very frightening when you are – charting or they say uh, going on uncharted waters or uh, blazing a path where no one has cut it down before and there is no uh, visual indication that this is actually going to work. It's all by what you see in the spirit, you know, not in the natural. So that is, that is so true. That is so true. So what is number three? Number three is being consistent about what you believe in, consistent mm. about your passion, and that you believe in what you are doing is true, mm-hmm. and being persistent along that way. You mm-hmm. know, you can be mm-hmm. consistent, and that means to constantly build and moving along, knowing that the end result will be will result into success. But you also mm-hmm. have to be persistent along that mm-hmm. process. You know, and Mm -hmm. do not allow, you know, things to deter you from the ultimate goal of success. Well, I was going to say it sounds like you've been through a few things. (laughs) You're saying being consistent and persistent. (laughs) So you mean it's not always just smooth? I mean, it's it's not a path that's just going to be easily laid for me? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, You know, when we see the road, we can see it, Mm -hmm. and it looks quite beautifully as you look at Mm -hmm. it. But once Mm -hmm. you journey on that road, there Mm -hmm. will be hills, there will be valleys, there will be bumps in the road along the way. But you have to be persistent knowing that the end result for you will be success because you've already seen it. You've Mm -hmm. already visualized. Mm -hmm you know, for yourself, what that success looked like for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have to be persistent. Yeah. And along my journey, I have experienced quite a bit of that. But I didn't <laughs> allow that to deter me. And actually, I took those um, hills and valleys 
as lessons learned, and I mm-hmm. use them as best practices moving forward. Mm-hmm. You mind sharing an example of you know of something that maybe or an incident that you can think of when we talk about being consistent that you had to actually put that into a process and then the end result, of course, was something you wanted. Oh, absolutely. I, You know, prime example is with my business, you know, opening mm-hmm. up a, a management company in the entertainment business, you know, over 15, 20 years ago for me now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was tough. It was tough because there there was no road map. There were no, you know, this is how you become a manager kind of rule book um, mm-hmm. available. Um, it was fi- it was hard finding, you know, the mentors that you know you need to have in place to help you build upon that road to success. But I was very persistent that this would be achievable for myself and that Mm -hmm. I would be able to um, um, represent clients and represent individuals who would achieve success themselves. Um, I had many people tell me, Rosalind, you know, you know, why are you venturing down this road? This is something that, you know, you, you know, may not happen for you. Um, it may not be achievable because, uh, you know, it, it was at that time uh, a male-dominated um, field. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was very persistent in knowing that I can represent people. Um, I mm-hmm. can offer them um, good representation and do good business um, mm-hmm. along that path. So I was very persistent. Wow. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So we said number one, you know, is just to stop and take a look at yourself and, and take an, a, an account of where you are. How often would you say a person should do that? Is it like every two to three years or every six months? What do you suggest? Well, um, one of the things is that, you know, I hear a lot of people, they want to build on their success and, and, and think mm-hmm. they can achieve it in a year, you know. Be very, very mindful for the to the fact that it may take you um, three to five years or even five to ten years on that journey. Not saying that you will not get or receive, you know, small successes along the way, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, stop a moment. It's just like doing a strategy plan, a strategic plan for yourself. And you stop, um, you know, depending upon how you build your, your plan. If it's a five-year plan, then I would recommend, you know, every two years just stop. So by the fifth year, you know exactly where you want to go. You may find yourself at two years down the road that maybe there's some things in your plan or your direction you need to reorder or reorganize as you move mm-hmm. towards the next two years of your plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I would Mm -hmm. recommend that, you know, at least every two years to stop, if you're on a five-year plan. On a five-year. Now, the second one is that you said have that personal mantra, like a quote or what have you, to to keep you going. And then a third one, of course, we just talked about being consistent and persistent. So what is number four? Number four, um, and and this is one of my favorites, is the Think Mm -hmm. Big Principle. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I always believe in thinking big, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it's always good to know that you have big dreams because they mm-hmm. are possible. 
Um, and, and I can give you a prime example. When when I became a member of Business and Professional Women's um, Organization uh, back then many years ago, um, as, as a member of my local chapter, um, I went to several of the uh, district meetings, state-level meetings, and then national meetings. And um, I, I do recall very clearly sitting at one of these, it was huge, um, national conventions, and I said to myself, I could be the national president one day, mm. one day. I just had that thought and said one day, and I thought big about it. Mm-hmm. But what I did with my big dream was I put it up there. You know how everyone has their, their wall, you know, and many mm-hmm. people can, can understand this when you say your wall of fame and you put it up there and say, this is where I want to be, okay? Mm-hmm. And I put it up there. And over time, it didn't happen overnight. That's why I say, you know, be very clear that your journey is going to take some time. And mm-hmm. on my journey, it took me about 10 years before I reached that particular plateau. But wow. it was achievable. Wow. And along that wow. journey, I had small successes. I truly did. I had great successes moving towards that ultimate goal. But mm-hmm. it happened. It happened. Mm-hmm. So think it big. Happened. It happened. Yes. <laughs> yes, because what well, they say, if you, you shoot for the, the moon, you might land on the land stars. On the stars, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because if, if we think in small, then that's what we get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly what we get. I mean, what what is what can we lose from thinking big? It's, right, it's you amazing. can't lose anything. You can't lose yeah. anything. Because truly anything that you achieve down that journey is successful. You know, right. and and you're building on the bigger premise of the bigger goal, you right? Know, you can, right. You know, you, and, you, that's why you have to think big along the process. And I love when you mentioned earlier how you said one of the examples of um, you being consistent was when you started your company. Of course, um, it was it was a traditionally male-driven industry, and you had obviously people saying to you, you know. In essence, what they were saying is, you thinking too too big. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't think like that. You know, come back down, think small. <laughs> it's never happened before. And mm-hmm. you know, what Absolutely. what 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 practical? Give me something practical that that our listeners could actually do, or um, to help them to 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 drown out that type of information because sometimes we might get that from our loved ones or our family members, people that we really, really care about. And that's that's when it's really difficult when you have people that you know firsthand telling you this that you respect. Mm-hmm. You know, how can a person continue to just ignore that information, so to speak, and keep moving forward? Right. Uh, you know, along your journey, you'll have many people, not only just your family members, but many mm-hmm. people. And the one thing that I would tell the listeners is to refer back to principle two, mm-hmm. which is your ethos principle, your mantra, mm-hmm. you know, your daily motivation. Um, mm-hmm. Take that true to heart and believe in it. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, refer to a quote that, you know, you, you you've heard of before or write one of your own and know that you believe in your particular goals. 
you mm-hmm. believe in it. Because if you don't believe in it as passionately, no one else will get on board to believe in it either. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a sales tactic. You know, you have to convince other people that this is the right journey. This mm-hmm. is the right direction for me, mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes people may have some hesitation, um, and it and it may not necessarily be so negative, but only cautious, because a lot of people are cautious. Because along your journey, especially if you're if they're your family members, they they don't want you to fail at anything that you're achieving. Okay, so right. they may right. you know send up just caution journeys for you. So you just yeah. have to consistently and uh, stay on your path and be persistent about it. Mm-hmm. Now, now, number four, we're talking about thinking big. These are your five principles of success. We're going to take a short break, come back, and I cannot wait to hear what number five is. <laughs> and uh, then we'd love to learn more about the organization, the B. PW as well, and some of the powerful initiatives you have with that. Um, I know you've been very active uh, with women in the military as well. We'd love to learn more about that. So stay tuned. You are tuned in to Wealthy Sisters with our very special guest, Ms. Rosalind Ridgway. We'll be right back after this break. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Hi there, this is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. Yes, we are live back on Wealthy Sisters and very happy to have everyone on the line today. Our very special guest is Miss Rosalind Ridgway, and she was just sharing with us her five principles of success, and might I add, proven principles of success. So what would number five be, Miss Rosalind? Number five would be or is the make it happen principle. Oh, right. Oh, that's my language right there. (laughs) (laughs) You have to make it happen. This is the action stage. This is where Mm -hmm. you take all of the other four principles, apply them, and make it happen on your journey. You Mm -hmm. have to take Mm -hmm. action. You know, a lot of times people sit back and want things to occur, but you have Mm -hmm. to be proactive and make them happen for yourself. So number five is the make it happen principle. Make it happen. Wow. Be proactive. You know, that is key. What do you you mean by be proactive? Well, what I mean by being proactive is, you know, 
for you as you're building on your success, it's up to you mm-hmm. to, um, for example, if you're you're doing your business, you want to set up your own company, you know, do your research, do your homework, apply that to your mm-hmm. actual setup and the physical presence of you being there to make your business work. Nobody will know your business better than you. I have, you know, I shared this quite a bit with quite a few people who start their own business, and I always tell them, well, when I started my own business, I, I'm going to be frankly honest with you, I knew every job in my business, even the janitorial mm-hmm. job. Because you CEO, have to know. right? <laughs> Absolutely. Chief everything officer. That's what Chief everything for. officer. That's a good one, Deborah. <laughs> Absolutely. And so you have to make it happen for yourself and knowing uh-huh. your own business. And that's just one prime example. Um, when you're ready to make and step out there and say, okay, you know, I have my mantra. I've, I've thought about myself. I, I know how I can change and empower myself you know, to achieve success, you know, so then I have to apply all of that. I have to make it happen. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, it, it's true. Um, it's it's so funny at our, you know, we just celebrated our second annual Winter Summit Conference and Expo, and uh, it it was an incredible event, and we just just really an awesome time. But it was so funny to um, speak with one person. She was there to support. As a support, just a, as a you know friend to support one of the speakers, and it was so funny. She was like, "Where is this uh, person or this person?" I was like, uh, "Here we are, <laughs> right here." You know, it's, it's it's different when you're coming from corporate America. You know, where where you are in a position of leadership, and and I've had this conversation with VPs who are you know pulled us to the side and say, "Okay, now I, I'm really wanting to step out here on my own." And that's one of the things I tell them: you have to be prepared to do absolutely whatever it takes. That means you've got to learn how to type if you don't know how to type. You, right. you know, you, 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 you have to know these things because it's going to be times where you have people that are, say they can do it and they can't do it or for whatever, but you, 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 have to, you have to by any means necessarily literally pull it off and make it happen. And when you come from that, that mindset, I, I, I really believe that uh, is where success lies for you once you get to that. So I love that, taking that action. You know, it's a right. big difference there. Right. Yeah. You ha- you have to make it happen for yourself. And another key part of making it happen, also, and, and I'm and I'm a big believer in this, is mentorship. You mm-hmm. have to turn around and help and inspire others to achieve the same. So mm-hmm. mentorship and mentoring others to achieve success is also a key part of making it happen, because you're building. And you're con- you're consistently um, um, building others to to reach the pinnacle of success as well. Yes, because you know when we talk about building or we talk about our exit strategy, um, one of our powerful um, guests that we've had on our show, Miss Catherine Freeland, talks about that that exit strategy that you have to have and. And we look at it a lot of time in our businesses, in our community. You know, you see great businesses, but if there's not a great succession plan in place, you're mentoring someone that you could actually turn the business over to or 
sell it to, you know, your children. A lot of times you, you see the children may not even take the business up, and it just dies when that person dies. So that's I correct. think that's really important, you know, to implement that because, I mean, what is the work that we're doing if, if it's just going to leave when, we, when we're when we gone? It's got to be something that says we were here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're absolutely correct. So mentorship is a key, is a key mm-hmm. to making it happen. Mhm, mhm. That's great. So now we we talked a little bit about the business professional women's organization, and you shared um, your your great testimony on that. Tell us more about the organization and what the initiative is you all have in place for military women. Yes, Business and Professional Women's Foundation um, has a program called Joining Forces for Women Veterans. Um, our organization um, is a nonprofit research and education um, organization that's dedicated to improving the workplace um, through women, family, and veteran-friendly places. And in 2005, we launched, which is under, was under my leadership as national president, uh, the Women Joining Forces Initiative. And what we came to discover is that women uh, represent about um, 15% of the military, um, and they are the fastest-growing population segment of veterans. Um, we wanted to devise a program to help, and we did, to help women veterans transition um, into civilian work life. So last October, as a part of this initiative, we convened um, about 80 leaders from the White House, um, federal agencies, and the veterans communities, also businesses and nonprofit sectors, to come together and um, focus on the challenges, have a real, you know, discussion and focus on the challenges and opportunities um, facing all women veterans, no matter what their age or, or when they served. So BPW Foundation is, is the flagship as a non-governmental organization to have launched such a program. Wow, okay. I know this is this is really a hot topic right now. Um, I caught an episode or the tail end of it, actually, of Oprah, um, and she had how, I guess, a lot of um, – uh, veteran military women are have a high rate of homelessness and just so many things that we just never thought of. And I guess because there were, weren't a lot of things put in place um, for women from the military. I guess now, how how long has it been that we've been been in the serving in the military? Do you know? Um. No, I don't know the exact date of how long women have been serving in the military, but you know, I do uh-huh. know as an organization, we were founded as a uh, in 1919 out of a war grant. Uh-huh. So this uh-huh. has been part of our history um as an organization for well over 90 years. Wow. And so, um, you know, in, in addition to that, the foundation, BPW Foundation, was the first, and we do have uh, evidence-based research in which we surveyed about 1,600 um, women um, veterans about these issues and some of the things that they are facing. And so mm-hmm. we want to eradicate, you know, a lot of the things that are happening or at least assist them in transitioning um, into civilian work life. What what are some of the things, if if I were a, a woman um, veteran, what are some of the resources that I could come to you all for? 
Well, um, the first thing is that, you know, you can come to us for some of our programs um, on our website at www.bpwfoundation.org. You'll be able to um, access various programs and resources in order to assist you in transitioning into the civilian work life. Um, what, what we found is that as part of our survey is that women veterans do not self-identify a lot of times, so then they don't think they have access to these particular programs. So we want to kind of change that whole thought process. So, you know, we've built a, a resource and a network um, of uh, programs that you can access through our website. wonder why. Why, why. why do you think we don't tend to self-identify ourselves as, as veterans? Um, I, I clearly cannot answer as to why it is. I think, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times if, if we're not fighting on the, the front lines, uh, you know, we don't self-identify that. You know, if, if, mm-hmm. we, if we're not fronting on, fighting on the front lines, then we feel as though we're not a veteran, you know. So mm-hmm. um, clearly we're trying to get women to understand that. Okay, okay, that's wonderful. Now, when we talk about um, the leadership and how you've helped people with a work-life balance, what what are some of the ways that you yourself suggest for others and what you've been able to do to manage a good work-life balance? Well, it's 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 tough and it's unique to each individual. Um, you know, for me, I have a lot of family support that I'm able to, you know, balance a lot of my particular activities through, you know, my business. I, you know, I am a mother. Um, um, also, you know, a, a community leader. So just being able to um, balance my time very cautiously and give it, um, um, you know, flexibility. You know, it's important that you know, as a self, as a business owner, I'm able to have that flex time and build that into my work life. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know that's key to a lot of people out there trying to balance both work and family life is that they need the flexibility. Um, for me, I'm able to do that by being an entrepreneur. But for others, you know, trying to get that flex time, I know it can be very difficult. Um, so that's why you know, with a lot of these um, companies, they're offering these different flex options. Um, for individuals. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very key for us to have that flex time. For me, I can do it, you know, basically with the support of my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. And what are some of the things that interest you that, you know, you do? Because we talk about that balance all the time. And, and as an entrepreneur, sometimes it can be kind of hard to balance, um, you know, when you're working and when you're not, especially if you love what you do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you have to have people kind of rescue you and pull you away. What What are some of the things that you like to do? What do I like to do personally? Just just mm-hmm. to kind of just to get away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to kind of get away. Number one is to better uh, and just kind of relax my mind and and, and center myself. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I do enjoy um, you know just reading a good book and finding that time to to do that and relaxing. I, I travel quite a bit, um, trying to get out on vacation a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. for me, it's, it's tough because, you know, your mind is always on. So I mm-hmm. find for, for myself is to read 
and um, um, just find a good book and, and, and a nice corner, nice comfy chair, and just relax. <laughs> what are some of the books you're reading now? Um, well, one of the books that I'm reading now is, um, you know, the Obama book, you know, which mm-hmm. I, I love so very much, so I'm getting through that as well. And then I um, I love Steve Harvey's current book. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So you're able to just kind of take it away from there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good. good. <laughs> what what are, what are some of the books I guess turning back on to business that you would recommend for those business owners to read to help them in their business? Well, number one, I would recommend my own five proven principles. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you can go to my website at uh, com and um, click on uh, the Success Shop, and you'll find my book, The Five Proven Principles. I also like to read The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv mm-hmm. Ecker. I, I like that yeah. book as well. You know, yeah. as far as you know, building on leadership and having some some really great ways to um, achieve success. And then mm-hmm. uh, QBQ is one of my favorite. The question behind the question. Mm-hmm. Why is that one? I, I love that book too. But why why is that one of your favorite ones? Well, because I, I like how it talks about personal accountability. You know, mm-hmm. um, you you mm-hmm. have to be accountable for your own actions, and you know you have to be accountable for some of the decisions that you make. You know, um, in building your success. So that's yeah, why that's I like true. that one. Yes, that's absolutely. true. And we we kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show about um, the conversation I was having with my friend. Like, are leaders born or are they cultivated? And what is the difference between a manager and leading, or is all this? Or is is the title? What does that make you a leader because you have a title? What are your thoughts on that, Rosalind? I think leaders are are, are born and cultivated. I, I think mm-hmm. that um, you you can build a leader. I think you know based upon you know a lot of times leaders don't you know, evolve until later in years. It all depends on, you know, that, that person's life's destiny. Uh, but I think that it can be cultivated. Um, I also think it's born, you know, you, you hear a lot of the old saying, you know, you're a natural-born leader. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times you tr- you try to define what does that mean. Well, you see some skill sets in, in individuals that just come out, and it's just there as an evolution of their particular life. Um, but then others bloom later in life, and it's through and by, you know, it could be cultivation through education. It could be cultivation through family life that leaders are actually bred. Mhm, mhm. That's true. I, I, I totally agree with you as well. You know that it. I do say that some people have it. That it factor of it. You know, you can kind of see them as children. You look at children playing. You kind of tell, oh, that person is the leader of the group. You know, three years old. You, you can, <laughs> you can tell that. Right. <laughs> I, I do. I do believe that, you know, someone is, like you said, is listening and they want to be able to um, be a leader, that they can train themselves to be one. And it's, I think it's just it has a lot to do with our thinking. You know, when we're talking about the difference in managing and leading, you know, managing is just telling people what to do. 
But I, I think leading is showing people what to do. That old cliche of we do have to lead by example because people really don't hear what you're saying. They see what you do, mm-hmm. and that's really what they're going to follow. Mm-hmm. What, what's your thoughts correct. on that? No, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, in, in my whole leadership uh, career, I've always led by example. If if I'm doing mm-hmm. something, I, you know, I want to make sure, you know, that, that aligns itself with the whole mentorship piece. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be able to give people tangible results. Um, something that they can see, you know. A lot of times people, you know, want to get that understanding. They want to have that, you know, one-on-one contact so that they can understand how do I build, you know, my road to success? How do I develop myself? And so one way, and this is what I share to a lot of people that I mentor to, is that I'm leading with example. You can actually, you know, put your hands on some of my particular successes and use them as templates to build your own. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. definitely leading by example is quite, quite important. Mm. Now, now today, you know, we we have um, a lot of people who uh, might be a little anxious and concerned uh, about the economy, although, you know, we, we don't, like to uh, embrace that whole concept because we're all we know that it's money being made out here. We see it every day. Um, we know that this is the best time where millionaires are created out of times of adversity because it forces you to be creative. It forces you to think and and and, and all of those good things. But what tips do you have for business women? Uh, in a climate to stay fresh, to keep their businesses operating and and keeping new ideas generating. What tips would you like to share today? Well, one of the things that that I always say, and I even apply this in my own business, is you know when I talked about earlier on the first principle of changing your thought, you also have to apply that to your business. If you own your if you own your business, and with the current climate the way it is, you you have to look at your business and see how you can do some restructuring, see what will work in regards to the particular services that you are offering that will meet the needs of today's. Um, um, economic climate and continue to offer that particular service. And then when the climate opens up and and the money is flourishing again, then you'll be able to integrate back or even enhance your original service. You know, one thing about life, you know, change is good. And sometimes when things happen, it, it actually allows you the opportunity to think and view the way you're doing your business in a different way that may enhance it even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the key the key there is to use the first principle, apply it to your business, look at particularly what you are doing and seeing how you can restructure to serve the current climate. Wow, that's true. I, I like that. Now, what do you have um, that you're working on currently? I know as a business owner, you talked about you know turning that mind off. It's kind of hard sometimes, and we always have. Ideas coming, coming. So, what what are some of the latest projects you're working on now? Uh, from an entertainment perspective, you know, one I do represent 
other um, record record labels, independent record labels, and um, we have a huge project now. It's a musical musical project that they're working on currently in the studio. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to share that right now until they're ready to release. So okay. very excited about that. Um, do have on the table a couple of productions because I do um, assist with event planning um, for major um, productions within the city. Um, so mm-hmm. I have those on the radar as well. Um, but I do want to share that I am the founder of the National Council of Women in Entertainment. And so we founded the organization about five years ago. And what we try to do is to help mentor and serve as a resource to young women who seek to get into the entertainment industry and also help to mentor women already in the industry with career transitions as um, um, as they look to change what they're particularly doing within the industry. Mm-hmm. So those are the what projects is, that are on the table. That sounds so exciting. What are some of the the the, the uh, steps um, that you would suggest for a woman that wants to get in in the entertainment industry, or or maybe talk about some of the misnomers or misconceptions that we might have once we start in the business. Well, one of the key things, and you know, it's always good when you start young, um, is mm-hmm. to um, what I encourage, especially our, our young women, to do is to look at various careers within the entertain, entertainment industry. I mean, the, the you know, the key thing is that most people, you know, and I don't want to blanket this, but you know, they look at being a, a musical artist or a performing artist. It could be a dancer, et cetera. But there's a lot of careers for women that are behind the scenes that are very, very exciting careers, like being a writer, being a producer on on major projects, you know, Mm -hmm. there's various amount of of careers, you know, from, you know, uh, stylists and makeup artists. And you'll see some of those kind of bevel up a lot now, you know, if if you look at the marketplace. But I try to encourage Mm -hmm. women to look at a, a varied amount of careers when they start building upon their success in that arena. Yeah, that's good because, like I said, we just see, like we said earlier, we just see the finished part in the artist, like someone like a Jennifer Hudson, and we think, okay, it's Jennifer Hudson, but there was a whole team, like you said, the stylist, somebody that wrote the song that um, she's singing, you know, a producer or someone that did her makeup, maybe her wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we don't really think about that. Mm-hmm. And these are all... Right, these are really great careers alongside of, Mm -hmm. you know, being the actual artists themselves. These are really Mm -hmm. great careers to look at. Mm -hmm. Because if if the artist is doing well, then quite naturally that team is rolling (laughs) with that artist. (laughs) That's right. They're they're the part of the team. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so if you can find a good team, you can find someone to support like that. Yeah, that's. That's uh, that's so key, and a lot of times people miss that whole concept. I think you know of, yes. um, and and I, I was really really impressed. Well, you know, I said well, I was touched. I heard um, uh, what's his name, Cedric the Entertainer, was on, and I, I don't remember what he was being interviewed. It may have been on Steve Harvey's show, but he talked about you know he had a show uh, that was out, and he had the opportunity to do Steve Harvey's show, you know, that he was on. And, and he, you know, he knew, he saw the talent that Steve Harvey, he just knew something was going down with him. And, you know, he realized that, hey, I can come on here and be a team player. 
That's and right. do better right now than going out, you know, on my own. And look what happened, you know, that right. from the so show. So what did he do? The, he changed his yeah. thought. He changed mm-hmm. his thought. And he, mm-hmm. he became successful just as well. Mm-hmm. Just as mm-hmm. well. So. Mm-hmm. So it's all about in how you create yourself and how you're branding and, and who you are associated with. So we have just a few minutes left in the show. Tell us your website again and how they can get in contact with you. Sure. My website is www.roslynridgeway.com, and you can reach me at 404-955-7850. Are you on Facebook as well? Are you building yes. that up or Twitter? Yes. Can they follow find you there as well? <laughs> Absolutely. You can uh, follow me on Facebook at Rosalind Ridgeway and also on Twitter at Rosalind Ridgeway. Oh, you're keeping it simple. I love okay. it. I'm keeping it simple. Can't have to look and find you on a disguise name of the <laughs> brown mama or anything like that. No, it's like, uh, no you want to, you know, that's key, though, in brand. If you're branding, you know, that's your brand. That's one thing. But if it's your name and you're branding your name, we need to be able to find you. Yes, the absolutely. Way. Absolutely. So I'm excited about that and excited about about this new journey in my life. Yes, yes. Well, in closing, what 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 few words would you like to end with uh, our audience and share with them today? Dream big and do mm-hmm. know that you will truly be successful in life. Every mm-hmm. s- small success actually turns into a bigger success. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Dream big. That's right. And don't discount that process in between because those small successes, like Ms. Rosalind Ridgeway said, turns into the super big success. So I tell you, we're looking for those floodgates. We know they're open. Your increase is here. Everybody stay plugged in. Don't give up. Keep doing what you're doing. You are a winner no matter what. You just heard an awesome testimony today from none other than entrepreneur and national leadership expert, Ms. Rosalind Ridgeway. We want to thank you so much for being our very special guest today, Ms. Ridgeway. And you can go to her website at www.roslynridgeway, that's R-O-S-L-Y-N, Ridge, R-I-D-G-E, way.com definitely go find her there on facebook and twitter as well send her a message let her know you heard her here on wealthy sisters today again thank you miss rosin want to say shout out to our show producer miss renilda who is down in or i'm sorry tampa making it happen down there uh, we had a little technical difficulty with the chat room. I couldn't log on, but I know she is handling her business there. We're so glad to have Ms. Renelda on board with us and well. And definitely we want everybody to tune in next week. I need my drum roll right now. We have an awesome guest, none other than Mr. George Frazier is coming on Wealthy Sisters next week, talking about networking, the power of networking. He has some great detailed information. You hear him um, often on the Michael Basin show. He is, I like to say, the godfather of networking. Tune in next week. We'll be here. Don't forget to download us on iTunes. Follow us there and let your friends know about Wealthy Sisters. We're here to 
for a twofold purpose, and we want to inspire and encourage you, the listener. And second, as a reminder, we'd love to edify and shout out and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett. Thank you once again for tuning in and continue to enjoy this beautiful day. And remember, you are a winner. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysisters.com.